Isn't that a blessing to hear them sing like that and uh, play like that? Also, I noticed uh, George has got a broken leg and he's singing, so no one's got any excuse why they can't get up and sing for the Lord. Amen. So I appreciate the work and the effort these guys have put in and also John Chong for teaching these guys the songs and working with them every Friday night doing the music. It's a real blessing to my heart, so I hope that's a blessing to you as well. Well, this evening we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, the last few weeks our youth group have been uh, looking in the Bible and looking at different uh, characters in the Bible that face challenges and uh, also comparing with the challenges that our young people face today. So we've got a few of our young people. If you guys want to come up, uh, they're going to read out to you some things that they found over the last few weeks uh, as a group, as a youth group, and uh, they're going to share some things, some insightful things, things that they found uh, to be helpful to them as a youth group. And uh, then once they're done, I'm going to come up and just uh, give you a short message, nothing too in-depth tonight, uh, but just to back up the things that they've said uh, this evening. So appreciate you young people, appreciate the work that's been put in, and I'm looking forward to some uh, beef burgers later on. So thanks, guys. Evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> young people today are facing pressures from various different sources. Pressure from society and friends to keep up with the popular trends such as clothing, music, movies and entertainment, drugs, alcohol and swearing, social media status and online activity. Pressure to be in a relationship because it's the normal thing to do. Pressure that can come from family to follow a certain occupational career. With the family dynamic ever changing, pressures can arise and take on can arise to take on greater responsibilities within the home. Young people today are growing up with major changes in society's moral and ethical climate. Governments, workplaces and schools pushing agendas on topics such as abortion for any reason, homosexual marriage and ways of life, euthanasia and suicide, the removal of gender altogether and eliminating Christianity from society. Young people today are subject to an increase of emotional, mental and spiritual battles, such as self-image issues and eating disorders, self-doubt and other insecurities, depression and anxiety, loneliness and a lack of loyal friends, bullying, which comes in the form of physical, ver verbal and predominantly online, ease of access to digital temptations and worldly and ungodly morals and ethics. As a youth group, we took the opportunity to look at young people in the Bible, the challenges they faced and how they were used of God despite these things. What we found was that young people throughout the Bible have faced the same and often harder challenges than even our current generation. Here are a few examples of young people in the Bible. A young Josiah, that challenge, what challenges did he face? Josiah was a young boy who lived in a very evil day having his grandfather and father lead, lead the people in pagan worship. He grew up in an un ungodly household and an ungodly culture for the formative years of his life, and his father was assassinated when he was just eight years old. Josiah, eight years old, was thrust into reigning as king over a land full of wicked practices and did not have the privilege of support from his own father. Um, he found himself in a time where there was a widespread lack of understanding of God's word. At a young age, King Josiah was now responsible for making decisions that didn't just affect himself, but affected a multitude of people. 
and his decisions challenged everyone that the people were comfortable with. Reigning as a young king, he would have, would have met with criticism by those older than him, opposition to the cha changes he would make in society, loneliness by nature of being a leader, and no doubt pressures to continue in his father's footsteps and the established, cult established culture of the day. So how was a young Josiah used by God? The Bible records this about Josiah when he was just 16. For in the eighth year of his reign, while he was yet young, he began to seek, uh, to seek after the God of David, of David, his father. And in the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem from the, highest, from the high places and the groves and the carved, the carved images in the molten images. Josiah chose not to rebel against God, but, only, but to follow godly examples that went before him, such as David. He is an example to us that even in the evil day, if we seek the Lord's guidance, he, will, he is able to establish our thoughts. This young man was the agent of change amidst his generation and kept the people from the Lord's judgment. How did he do this? He sought the Lord, and the Lord provided his word. He had the word of the he had the word of the Lord read out, and Josiah responded to it. Not only did he listen to the Lord's word, but he sought to learn what he could what he could from it. After learning from it, he chose to influence others with it. Josiah cleansed the land of idolatry and immortality. He restored the temple and reestablished worship in its proper place. Josiah was a young man used greatly of God. A young Mary, what challenges did she face? Mary was a young girl who was found to be pregnant out of wedlock, in a time where this was highly frowned upon and not accepted. No doubt Mary faced judgment and criticism from others around her, despite knowing herself that this was a miracle performed by God. The Bible alludes to the fact that even Joseph had doubts about what was happening and was considering what to do about the relationship with Mary. Mary would have faced being misunderstood, misrepresented, and no doubt gossiped about, perhaps by the people close to her as well. These misunderstandings would have taken place not only during her pregnancy, but for the time that followed after. Her story could very well have been the scandal of the day. On top of these things, after delivering her child through difficult circumstances, she would be forced to flee her place and to live for a time, a period of time in relative uncertainty, as the life of, a as the, life of the child that she delivered would be in great danger. So how was Mary used by God? Mary had trust in the, in the Lord and his messenger and made herself available to be used by God at a young age. She was willing to give up her own life plans to fulfill God's greater plans, and more importantly, she saw it as a privilege rather than a burden. Mary didn't want to run away from the criticism or the ridicule her situation presented her with, but she repeatedly expressed and claimed God's goodness through it all. It is recorded that she said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour. For he that is mighty hath done for he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. The Bible records twice that Mary was blessed young woman, and no, and no doubt her humility and faithfulness 
in accepting God's plan was an example that many others could learn from. Because of her attitude and approach to her situation, a young Mary was the vehicle used by God to bring the greatest gift to the world, the Lord Jesus Christ. A young Joseph, what challenges did he face? Joseph, at a young age, grew up in a family where he wasn't always stood by his own parents and brothers. Although Joseph had not done things to deserve it, he was despised and mocked by his brothers, the very people that should have accepted and looked out for him. No doubt these things would have contributed to Joseph feeling like an outcast in his own home, making everyday life harder to deal with. Despite his good character, he suffered a cruel betrayal by his siblings and a plot that took him from his family, comforts and everything he knew. He was thrust in a completely foreign, ungodly place without certainty of survival. He didn't have the luxury of choosing the work he was given in the new place, and despite behaving himself wiser, he was met with physical temptations to sin. As a young man, Joseph was falsely accused. His testimony was ruined, and he was imprisoned for something he didn't do. Even as a prisoner, he behaved himself wisely and helped others, but was easily forgotten about. So how was a young Joseph used by God? Joseph accepted the physical, mental, and emotional agonies that God allowed in his life, knowing that God had a great plan in place. It's, rec it's recorded that he said to those who, that betrayed him, Ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. A young Joseph had a lot of hard things thrown at him. But he, but he paved the way to show that trust in a God that is greater and a, and a humble heart will open doors and give strength for adversity. Joseph shows young people and all people that we don't have to live in bitterness, but can choose to forgive even in the most hurtful and difficult situations. Joseph handled himself, how Joseph handled himself shows us a lot about faithfulness moral purity, comfort, patience, leadership, and God's mighty hand in enabling those that are committed to trust in him. Joseph was a young man greatly used of God. The same God that brought these young people in the Bible through these challenges is able to strengthen today's young people for the challenges we face. Many of these young people had other godly people in their lives as examples, mentors, and encouragers, and we are no different. We need those kind of people in our lives too. We need this church and the people God has placed here to help us face the challenges of our day. Amen. Thanks guys, appreciate that. Wasn't that good content? And that's, um, that's things that they discovered themselves over a few weeks in youth group, uh, studying the Bible and just us discussing in different groups uh, the different things that people faced. And what we found when we did that was it really did open our young people's eyes to how much other people go through. 
Uh, like we do have our own things that we've got to deal with and face and, and struggles that, and challenges, um, but sometimes it makes it a little bit easier when you see someone else has gone through something harder and uh, how God's pulled them through it as well. So really appreciate all of our young people putting effort into that and uh, these guys especially uh, giving that out. It's not easy to get up here and stand in front of all these beady eyes. Um, but appreciate that, appreciate you guys. I hope you'll just uh, turn your Bible uh, with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And I just want to, uh, I guess, back up the things that our young people have said tonight um, and how important it is that we consider these things that they've brought to our attention. Um, I praise the Lord for our young people and I thank the church and I thank Pastor Lloyd for this opportunity uh, for us to do this tonight. I think it's a, it's a real privilege for us to do this. And it's great for our young people just to get up and, and proclaim the things of the Lord. Even when they were singing those songs, you know, that's coming from their heart as well. So I really appreciate that. And uh, I'm thankful that God builds his body. It, it, uh, it always amazes me, and I've probably said this a hundred times uh, in this church, but it always amazes me how he builds this, his body with all different cultural backgrounds and different upbringings and all sorts of things, and he just makes it work. Um, and he uses people to do that. So... God wants to and is able to use every one of us in some way for his glory. And uh, that's why we're here, for his glory. And if you have a look in 1 Corinthians 10, verse number 31, it simply says this, Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Uh, God is building his body. We're not just a random group of people. Uh, you've been placed here by the Lord. And I want to say tonight that our young people, you guys have been placed here by the Lord. It's not an accident that you're all here. Uh, it's not an accident that anyone is here tonight. And uh, I guess I say that just to reiterate that this is something that the Lord is doing. Uh, in this place, through our ministries, through each person, uh, the Lord's building his body and he's doing his work and he's receiving glory for that. So we can say amen to that and we can, we can be glad that we're a part of these things as well. Um, so as a church, we have responsibility, but we also have opportunity to glorify God together as a body. Uh, it is a privilege. It's an opportunity. And 1 Corinthians 12, if you just flick over to chapter 12 with me, I'll just read two verses here in uh, verse number 21 and 22. It says this, But now are they many members, yet but one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. And obviously this is talking in context of spiritual gifts in the church, but also just the fact that we do need other people. Uh, each one of us is not an island and God never intended us to be alone for our whole life. Uh, so I guess I'm talking also on behalf of our young people that our young people need other people. And uh, they said that in, in the things that they found that, that the examples, those people that they, they spoke about had other people in their lives that they drew from. And I were examples to them and probably uh, pillars uh, for them in their faith as well. So God never intended us to be in alone. And I know society pushes it a lot that, uh, you know, be your own person and be very independent. And probably more so for our young people, that's, that's shoved down their throat and put before their eyes a lot. Um, but it can also lead to a not so good place when you have that total independence of everyone else around you. And that's not what we're about here in this church uh, we like to get around other people and want to support other people in their growth. And I appreciate even Pastor, just that's his heart. Uh, you know, for the past however many years I've been here, I can see that that's his heart in just trying to bring people up 
in the things of the Lord and be a help however he can. So I know that that's, that's kind of our culture as a church, but sometimes it's good for us just to remember that again, that this is why we're here and this is what we're supposed to be doing. So independence obviously can leave no room for others, which can not be such a good thing. And uh, I know I've shared this story before uh, at some stage, but I remember when my brother got saved uh, many years ago now, uh, he had, he had some reasons and excuses why he didn't want to go to church after he got saved. He probably had some bad experiences and different things. Uh, but when he got saved, he tried to be a Christian and not attend a church. Uh, that, was his, that was his plan. He moved to Western Australia and he just said, I'm going to be a Christian, I'm going to read my Bible, uh, do whatever I can as a Christian, but I'm not going to join myself to any church. And uh, it was, probably took about around about a year, year and a half, until he realised that that just didn't work. Uh, he was frustrated. He ended up uh, falling back into the things that he used to do before he was saved, and it just it just wasn't working out. And he was obviously of the opinion that this isn't. I don't think this is what the Christian life is meant to be. Um, and I know that you're in church this morning, and you're not. You know, you don't have that uh, probably struggle that he had at that stage. But what happened when he decided to join himself to a church was he got. He got everything that God intended for someone to get when they go to a church. He got that support network. Uh, He didn't have any family or anyone else around him uh, and to teach him and help him to see the things even as a young Christian. Uh, And I think a little bit of our young people like that, that they need that support from other people uh, and kind of like a fresh set of eyes. And that's kind of how my brother described it was when he went to this church, it was like a fresh set of eyes into his life, uh, spiritually speaking. It's like, hey, maybe you need some help with that or can I just give you some advice on this thing? And he was so grateful for it and, and obviously that helped him to grow in the things of the Lord. And I, I kind of see that as, as, as our responsibility towards one another in this church, that we can be not a policeman in somebody's life, just pulling up all the bad things or you know, things we don't agree with, but a fresh set of eyes to, to, to encourage and to help and, and to train up and uh, that's our heart, even as a youth ministry, is for our young people that we want to be a mentor to them and we want to be an encouragement to them so that when they do have a struggle with something, we can say, hey, have you considered this? This is what the Bible says about that thing. Or I had one of our high schoolers come to me the other day and they were, they were asking me the question, hey, I, I want to actually get committed into church. Uh, I have the choice of whether I go to church or not. And I want to start going to church consistently. And I was just praising the Lord that they came and asked, you know, came for advice on that. And we might think, oh, well, that's a pretty, pretty easy answer. Like, yeah, you just go to church. But not everyone has grown up in the same environment that we have. And so I was just praising the Lord that one of our young people had the boldness to come and ask that and that I was in a position to be able to help them with that. And, and that, I'm not making that about me, but... A lot of you have had similar opportunities. I'm just saying that's a good thing for us as a church to get behind other people and help them to grow and to see what God can do and potential in them. So obviously this is our you know, youth service and uh, we wanted to get these guys up here and get them involved for those very reasons because we want them to see what God can do and what he is doing in their lives. So that's always a good thing for us to take part of, I believe, um, And God can use all sorts of people to achieve his will and all sorts of avenues to achieve his will. But the thing that I've found mostly in my Christian walk 
is that God will mostly use people to help other people. He can write things in the sky and he can, you know, do all sorts of wonderful things, uh, but oftentimes he just uses people with people and he tries to work through that avenue. So we can, we can balk against that or we can embrace that and say, hey, we have a great opportunity here. Uh, and that's how we kind of view our youth ministry is we have a great opportunity here. So I praise the Lord that we actually have that and that we have young people to invest in as well. I'm, I'm thankful that somebody invested in us that we can continue that on as well. Um, so uh, tonight our young people have shared with us that there's challenges they face, which maybe many of you are not facing right now or maybe you never faced. Um, but the reason that we wanted to share those things even at the start with the increase of things that our young people are facing now is because maybe some of you never did face that and that's not on your radar and you may not think it's such a big deal or such an important thing. But for our generation right now, it's the things that, that they're facing, the challenges that they're being encountered with. Um, and they may not necessarily understand the challenges that you faced when you were their age or even the ones that you face now. So I guess my heart behind tonight was also to help us bridge maybe a gap that needed to be bridged um, with understanding our young people, understanding the rest of the church and the church understanding our young people and just trying to bridge that gap a little bit. Like how can we, how can we do the thing that God wants us to do and do it well and do it together and encourage and support one another? Because it is a two-way street. It's, it's not just, oh, our young people need all this help and they can just gimme, gimme, gimme. But our young people need to understand all of you as well. They need to understand me and they need to understand the oldest person in the room. Uh, I think that's how God works uh, greater when we all understand each other. So I, I guess I just want to pull out a little bit of something for us to, to cement that in our minds a little bit tonight. Um, and I'm sure that the, the people that our young people mentioned tonight, Josiah and Mary and Joseph, I'm sure they were very grateful for those examples in their life. I mean, Josiah... Isn't that incredible, <laughs> his story, his life and everything that he had to contend with, uh, but he still yet to chose to seek God after David, who, you know, he's obviously had an influence in, in young Josiah's life at some, at, like somehow. Um, that's just amazing. But I guess I say that to say that we never know when we're having an influence in, in one of our young people's life. So it's great that we just get on doing what the Lord wants us to do and he provides opportunities uh, for that to grow. Um, I'm sure Mary grew up with godly people around her and influenced her decisions as well. Uh, Joseph as well, no doubt he was trained in the things of the Lord by his parents and uh, that brought him through some things and sustained his walk with the Lord even despite all the things that he faced. So I guess I'm just saying that we can have an influence beyond what we even understand. Uh, we can have a conversation with one of our young people and not really know how far that's going to go um, but it's just a privilege for us to be in their lives. So that's a, that's a blessing for us, even as a youth ministry, to, to have that influence. Um, and I said before, you know, a fresh set of eyes is always good, and I don't know if you've ever started like a, a fitness plan or a routine or something like that. Uh, I've just started uh, trying to run a little bit. I've never done any exercise in my whole life, like never. I have never used a gym or anything like that. Um, and I've jumped on the running bandwagon a little bit and uh, I went to a run with, with Brother Danny the other weekend and 
he pushed me. <laughs> he, uh, we, we were running. It was a 5K run, and then the last K, he just took off and he said, catch me. And I'm like... <laughs> so I just did what I could to run. And basically, what I, what I got out of it was I went a whole lot faster than I ever would if he didn't ask me to do that. And uh, I was wrecked by the end of it, but I was also thankful. I was like, oh, actually, I, I can do that. Like, I didn't know I would be able to do that. It just pushed me a little bit, and I rose to the challenge a little bit, and that's, that's what our young people need. They need someone to maybe just provoke them a little bit, push them a little bit, encourage them a little bit. Hey, you can do this. Like, Brother Josh just say, how good is he at song leading tonight? Like, you know, give him an opportunity and he takes it and runs with it. But these are the things that I guess we need to just be mindful of, that we can have an opportunity to help someone grow in different areas. Uh, maybe it's a spiritual gift that we can encourage them in uh, an area of ministry, whatever it is, some kind of part of their spiritual walk. Um, but sometimes we just need someone to encourage us and push us a little bit to get there. So I appreciate that we have people that are looking to do that. And that's why I appreciate Brother uh, John, uh, Chong and Pete. Uh, they've been working with our young people a lot and trying to encourage them in the gifts that God's given them. And that's what we saw tonight is them using their gifts. And I just think that 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 edifies the body. I think that's a good thing. Uh, so praise the Lord for that. Um, but when you, I guess the thing with having somebody be, to be accountable to or someone that's pushing you, there's a give and a take, there's a give and, giving and a receiving of that. So even our young people, like I'm putting to you that our young people need that in their lives. But our young people, we also need to be humble to receive what people are investing into us as well. So there's a giving and a receiving uh, aspect to this as well. Um, Sam Holloway read for us Hebrews 10, 24. If you're there, that's great. If not, that's fine. Uh, but it, I'll just remind you, it said this, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. And from that verse, I, I pull out consider one another. And provoke one another. Consider really means to fix your eyes and your mind upon. And that means we need to have an understanding of what people are going through and what people are facing. And in the lives of our young people, we need to have an understanding of what they're facing right now. Um, I'm sure most parents across the room would be concerned with the things that are happening in our society right now. But if you're not a parent of a child, you can still be concerned with the things that our young people are facing right now because they are the next generation. Uh, they're the ones that we want to invest in so that they can keep doing the things that God wants us to do, even in this very church. Um, so I just, we're not, nobody's absolved from that, I guess what I'm saying, is that we all have a part to play in that. Um, and it's a privilege. And uh, don't get me wrong, we've been teaching our, our young people that this is a two-way street. They have responsibility to take an interest in everyone else in the church. Uh, it's not just a youth group church, uh, that we try and encourage them to take an interest in everyone else and to pray for other people and ask counsel and guidance of other people and, and get into the lives of other people. Um, I know I mentioned this in, in, in another message I did earlier in the year, but I found myself in Scripture that there are about 22 one another commands, 22 you know, things saying how we ought to be towards one another in the church, and I just want to list a couple of them, about ten of them, uh, and I won't give you the verses, but it just says this: it says that we need to love one another, 
prefer one another, admonish one another, serve one another, bear one another's burdens, forbear one another, forgive one another, be kind to one another, submit ourselves to each other, comfort one another, edify one another, exhort one another and consider one another. And there's obviously more than that. But I say that to say that if we're talking that it's a two-way street, then this is half of that is, is our job, half of that is somebody else's job. Uh, we need to be looking to invest in people and looking also to be humble enough to receive that investment from other people around us as well. And I really love Hebrews 10, 24, to provoke unto love and to good works. And what I found was provoke was translated as sharp or irritation. Uh, sometimes, you know, being provoked can be a little bit irritable. It can be a little bit irritating. Like, why is that person so spiritual? Why do they have to push me to, like, why did Danny have to push me in that run? Like, that's irritating. But also good things come out of that. Uh, there's valuable things that come out of that. So we appreciate when people do it. We may not enjoy it at the time. Uh, but it could be for us just as simple as asking one of the young people, hey, can you pray with me about this thing? This is something that I'm facing. Can you please pray with me about it? And that right there just bridges a gap that maybe never would have been bridged before. It might be a Wednesday night and just grab one of them and say, hey, look, I know that you've got some things and we can pray for you, but hey, can you pray for me? as well. I think that would just do a whole lot of good for each person that does that and each person on the receiving end of that. Um, there's another verse in 1 Thessalonians 5, 14 that says to comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak and be patient toward, toward all men. Uh, comfort means to calm and console through speech and to do that I guess we're talking about even a proximity thing. Uh, that Yes, we live in a digital age where we can send an e-birthday card and we can uh, watch live streaming, which is all good things. But I think when God was writing this and giving this to the churches, that he was talking about get into each other's lives. Uh, get alongside somebody. Get into close proximity with someone and invest in them. And uh, get to know them. Ask them how they're going. Ask them what you can do to help them. What are their struggles? And those things can then be helped and bridges can be, you know, made stronger and friendships and, and relationships can be made stronger through that. So finding a good balance of giving and receiving in these areas, comfort, edify, provoke, you know, bearing burdens, all of these sorts of things. Um, the word fellowship is not used, I guess, very much in these days or, you know, outside of the Bible. Um, I don't really hear, hear people saying the word fellowship too much. Uh, but the Greek word koinonia, I think that's how you say it, uh, which is translated fellowship, has the idea of joint participation and contribution, distribution. And once again, it's talking about being in close proximity with people and getting alongside them. Uh, the same goal, heading in the same direction. And that's what we want for our young people is to say, hey, God's done this in my life. I want you to get alongside me and we want to go there together and I want to show you the things that I've learnt and I want to invest in you and, hey, maybe you can teach me something about the things nowadays. Uh, teach me something new that, you know, I probably never thought about before in my walk with the Lord. Um, young people have a lot to teach us. Even my kids have a lot to teach me. Uh, we can learn, you know, really, you can learn from anyone uh, but we have to be humble enough to admit that and, and to take part in that. So 
the Bible talks about the fellowship of the gospel, the fellowship of the spirit and fellowship with one another in all different, different parts of the Bible. But you can only have these things if you have a share in someone else's life. Uh, if you care enough and if you're considering their challenges, you're considering the things that they face. Um, if, if that's not on your radar, then it's kind of hard to have fellowship with people. If you don't even consider them and what they're facing, then it's, it's probably not going to do you a whole lot of good. It's probably not going to do them a whole lot of good. So as a church, I guess I'm just encouraging us and myself to look out for one another and to take hold of these things that God says in the one another's to to comfort and edify and support and encourage. Uh, it's a good thing for us to do. So I'm sure each of us here would want the best for our young people. Uh, I don't think that's, that's a stretch to say that. I'm sure everyone here would want our young people to go on in the Lord and go probably even further than ourselves. Um, and sometimes that means they'll need your input and they'll need your support. Like I said, not in a policeman kind of way, but just in a... I care for you and I love you kind of way. Um, And our young people need the people around them. Uh, I think Joe just said in that last thing that, you know, our generation, we need people in this church. We need you to help us as young people. So it's it's a two-way street once again. Uh, They need examples of godly people. They need the encouragement of godly people because God uses people to help people. Um, So... I love that. I love the fact that God uses people. Um, sometimes it can be hard to take and, and, you know, not really sure how to take it. But when you see it in the Word, when you see it in the Bible, it's, God's always got a good plan for it and there's always good stuff that comes out of it. So I hope that's a help to us as a church. I've really enjoyed working with our young people and being encouraged by them and having the opportunity to encourage them. And I just pray that this would edify our church a little bit and uh, in seeing that there are some needs there but also some great opportunities to be used of the Lord. So once again appreciate you letting us take the time tonight and appreciate our young people and everything that's taken place, the effort and the work they put in and uh, even for the ones that are cooking the food right now, appreciate them. So I might just say a word of prayer and, and say grace and then pastor if you like to come. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening. We thank you Lord that you have given us all that we have Uh, that you are a good God and that you do all things well. I thank you once again, Lord, for our young people and uh, for the ones you've placed here, Father, for the opportunity we have to invest in them, to get to know them and uh, to take part in their lives, Lord. I do pray that you would continue to strengthen them and guide them in uh, the challenges that they face. Help them, Lord, as we saw tonight, that uh, you would just guide them in seeking your word, seeking your truth and uh, identifying how you use people and uh, help them to learn lessons from your word, Lord God. And Father, even more than that, to help them to to learn from the people around them that you've placed here in this local body. Uh, We thank you for building your body. We thank you for the opportunity to grow in it, to learn from you and to learn from one another. And I do pray that you would guide us, uh, give us wisdom, help us to love those around us, Lord God. And I pray that, uh, that the Lord Jesus Christ would be seen in our relationships in this church. I pray our young people would be strengthened. I pray each of our other members in the church would be strengthened by this. And uh, help us, Lord, to follow you in truth. And uh, we thank you once again for what you've given us and what you've done for us, Lord. And uh, we do ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.